This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. So, so what do you like more, playing as a, as a good guy or a bad guy? So I played uh, almost the entire game as a good guy. Really? Yeah. Except towards the end, I went back to myself. Huh. Went to, yeah. Spoilers, I went to get the money. I was huh. pretty much a good guy myself. Yeah. Uh, so I was a good guy too. Well, see, I felt, I felt like Arthur was a good guy, so I wanted to play yeah. you know, at, at how Arthur would be. Like he was dropped in a world. Yeah. to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, we're doing that again? We are entering episode oh, yeah. four. Episode Welcome. four. I got off work for this. You got oh, off man. work. Oh, very good. Cool. Good deal. So did I. Oh, Steven, oh, you? Uh, not working today. Hey. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's fantastic. Appreciate it. <laughs> Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, welcome back to another lovely episode of Headlock Talk. Uh, to my left here, Mixmaster Producer Extraordinaire, J-Rod. Welcome. Excellent. J-Rod, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing no good? Complaints. Doing all right? All right. Good deal. Good deal. To my right here, the one and only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Howdy, howdy. want to apologize. I'm a little under the weather, so if you hear some uh, coughing or sniffling in the background... Don't worry, I'm still alive. Are you? I'm just not not feeling too well. I'm sorry. But yeah. I am excited for this episode. Got, yes. got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. New, new year, new headlock talk. Yep. Uh, a yeah. brand new wrestling promotion that we're going to have to talk about today. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, uh, and I, be good. I, uh, of course, I'm Tanner. I'm definitely here to uh, make sure that we take this journey together. Oh, well, hi, Tanner. Into the world of wrestling. Oh, hi. Hi, Steven. Hello. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to take this journey together into the, the world of wrestling. We're going to talk about, uh, as we discussed, a uh, brand new promotion, All Elite Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is going to be uh, very, very interesting in how we're going to move forward in the world of wrestling going forward from today. Very exciting. Very mm-hmm. exciting news, for sure. We're also going to cover uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, and, of course, uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite matches and moments and memories from the from the year 2018. There were a lot of good ones. It was a, yes. it was a big year for wrestling, yeah. and, and, and probably, in my opinion, probably one of the most high-quality years of wrestling that we've had in a very, very long time. Maybe, yeah. maybe ever. Yeah. Maybe ever. Um, Not close to, close to um, Attitude Era, um, but really good. Mm-hmm. 
lot mean, of good stuff. I think in, in terms of the quality of matches that we the had in 2018, were, yeah, the work, they, were, yeah. they were really, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. The um, work was good. The work was very good. There's a lot of really good stories as well, some things that ex- I think excited all of us. Um, you know, from from 2018, no matter what kind of promotion or brand you like to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but to uh, to kind of start off things here a little bit, want to pay tribute to one of the all time greats, one of the uh, one of the best <laughs> mic workers in the business ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund passed yeah. away. Um, you know, at the at the start of, of the year. Um, uh, Jay Rush, share with me some of your memories of, of Mean Gene Oakland because I know that you and I were kind of growing up around the time where yeah. we, we saw Mean Gene a lot more frequently. But yeah. what, what, what were some of your memories of uh, just just um, Mean Gene? You know, all of his interviews and and, and promos with uh, you know Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Savage, mm-hmm. and just how you know he he sort of you know. Um, Revolutionized that whole, you know, announcer stuck in the middle of mm. two guys arguing okay. kind of thing, and just uh, he all he knew how to be there but not be there uh, mm. type of thing, and um, and you see that imitated to this day. Uh, he's definitely one of the most iconic voices for sure, and he's probably one of the most recognizable people too, because he he always seemed to be that guy. If you if you grew up watching. You know, late '80s or early '90s wrestling, whether it was WWE or uh, WCW, whatever it may be. Uh, I mean, he had a way just by interviewing people to to put over those wrestlers uh, just yeah. as much, if not more so, than what the wrestlers would do uh, for themselves. You know, because he he just had that air of authority. Uh, Stephen, what what you remember Mean Gene that much, or, or what, uh, what are your memories? Uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit before my time. Uh, mm, mean okay. Gene. Um, I, I have watched a lot of uh, you know stuff about him recently, especially with the the news of his unfortunate passing and everything. Mm. Um, very very important figure, um, obviously from what I understand. It's always unfortunate when anyone from the WWE universe or WWE family passes away. Um, I just want to say I really really liked the uh, tribute that they did to him absolutely uh, for him on Raw with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really really. Really nicely done, and uh, honestly, almost shed a tear uh, during the time when uh, Hulk was in character talking to Mean Gene uh, wow. in his style that that mm-hmm. he did when Mean Gene was still around. And uh, very beautiful tribute. Uh, rest in peace, Gene. Yeah. And, yeah, and and I know for sure that there's a lot of people out there, especially amongst the wrestling community, who have very sharp, very divided and strong feelings about Hulk Hogan, but I, I really couldn't think of probably a more appropriate person to kind of do that tribute. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, for, for Mean Gene, who had such an impact in the business. Um, you know, so it was, it was nice to see Hulk, and it was even better to see him pay pay tribute. And it was it was a very moving moment on Raw to, to see that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, certainly, uh, mean to Mean Jeans, uh, family, friends, loved ones. Uh, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Uh, mean Gene was definitely one of the best ever, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I, I can't think of a better way to really start the first headlock talk of 2019 than to do a little bit of a review of one of the best uh, shows that I've seen in a long, long time from top to bottom, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Ooh, yeah, wee. that was good. That was that was a hot show. Mm. That was a hot show. Um, uh, 
I guess, Stephen, what, what were your thoughts overall about Wrestle Kingdom 13? Uh, so, Wrestle Kingdom and, and New Japan uh, itself, I don't watch a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm kind of a, a WWE NXT fan uh, through yeah. and through. Uh, that being said, though, man, New Japan, they they can put on a freaking show. Um, Wrestle Kingdom yes. was fantastic. Every yes. single match uh, was just at, on another level. You know, there there were no mid-card throwaway matches, and even no. if they were, they showed up and showed out, and uh, overall, just fantastic show. Definitely. And, and J-Raw, you, you don't watch a lot of New Japan yourself, no. but you caught it on Access TV. Yes. yes. So, so, so tell me what, what was your experience uh, finally catching some of uh, New Japan's product. Man, uh, electric. I mean, electric? one question, mm. though. Uh-huh. Why are your tables... So small, mm-hmm. I don't understand. You know, I'm but inclined to agree with you on that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. It's they look like children's tables. Yes, but they're yes. very they're very much legit tables. I feel they are it, legit they are, tables. They are because they look they look a lot sturdier oh. and a lot harder to break. Oh than yeah, the standard uh, WWE pre cut table. Yeah, they look like they will break you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It looks like yes. it looks like those uh, those table spots legitimately hurt. Yes. I wonder if it has anything to do with the overall venue size of uh, mm-hmm. of New Japan stuff because mm-hmm. the you know the the space between the the ring apron mm-hmm. and the barricade is a lot skinnier in New Japan than it is in in wrestling and or yeah. in yeah, in, uh, in, in WWE. WWE. Uh, sorry, I misspoke there, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, so I wonder if that might be why, uh, you know, because if they use the size of tables that WWE used, you'd be yeah. you'd be filling up that entire like uh, of space. The yeah, because they feel like guest tables, not like dinner or placemat tables. Right, right. Just yeah. like well, and those those cutaways that you, those, the cutaways that you would have when they would go to like the commentary, they were using the same exact tables, like mm, the wow. smaller, more yep. hardwood tables. Yeah, that um, so, is hilarious. Well, I I, I mean. Overall, I think that this um, this had pretty much something for everybody in yes. this show. This, I mean, no matter what kind of wrestling you were into, this had something for you. Um, there was even some some uh, more Western wrestling tropes in, yeah. in one of the matches. Yeah, mm. and we'll, we will definitely get to that yeah. here momentarily. Uh, the night really started off uh, as part of a pre-show. Um, there was a, a, a tag team gauntlet match. Uh, that was won by the the most violent players. Um, so th- there's not going to be a whole lot of um, of faces that that maybe more Western audiences would would recognize in this match. I think probably the, the standout here would be some members of the Elite, uh, yeah, uh, Hangman Page, uh, Marty Skrull, and Yujiro uh, uh, Takahashi. Um, so they they ended up actually going out. Uh, as uh, in the very beginning of the match, um, it was it was a nice uh, opening segment to get the crowd warmed up. It, it ran for about twenty seven, about almost twenty eight minutes long. Um, this was really more or less for me, not only about helping you know there be a um, you know as part of a six man tag team gauntlet or a three man rather uh, tag team gauntlet match. Uh, I mean, like I said, it was good to warm up the crowd. Uh, but it also kind of, um, uh, you know, was uh, part of a um, uh, maybe a, a pattern that you would see throughout the night, where the elite 
members of the elite would uh, would be losing matches. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. kind of as a as yes. a, a, a stamp on the end of a, a story. contract talk. Little, you know, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> a little signing be, of some contracts. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot more to talk about. With oh, that yeah. For, oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're foreshadowing. For some, we're, yeah, definitely some foreshadowing here. So, <laughs> um, uh, so it was a, it was a nice opening match. Um, you know, so. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of it. I was kind of moving about, but from everything I saw, it was good action. Just, mm-hmm. to, just as a pre-show. Um, now we're getting to the real meat of the card here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably one of my favorite matches that I've seen in in, in a minute from uh, New Japan. Will Osprey defeated Kota Ibushi for the Never Open Weight Championship. Now, you guys had some questions about what exactly is an open weight championship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, for, for everybody who's not aware, the open weight championship in New Japan is meant for uh, people between the junior uh, size. We would we would probably note them more or less as, as what would be considered to us as cruiserweights. Cruiserweights. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's kind of a middle ground between cruiserweights and um, heavyweights to where they can they can have matches. There's no weight classes um, in New Japan. They they have clearly divided weight classes. You're either okay. a junior heavyweight or you're heavyweight. Um, mm-hmm. This is a this is a meeting ground between the two. So you can have juniors fighting heavyweights. You can have juniors fighting juniors. Heavyweights fighting heavyweights. It doesn't matter if you you just compete for this catchweight title basically. Um, but Which yeah. is a very cool idea, I think. Yeah, uh, having having a title that's that yeah. open to everyone on the roster, yeah. I think it's a pretty cool idea for sure. Well, and it, and it helps elevate you know guys who, if they're juniors like uh, Will Osprey, for example, it mm-hmm. helps them move up through the weight class. So mm-hmm. if if he has aspirations to become, um, say a um, you know a light heavyweight champion, or not a light heavyweight champion, but rather a heavyweight champion in New Japan. Um, he, he's going to have that opportunity for mm. sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed uh, this match overall. Very stiff, very hard-hitting match. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some people have argued that this match would probably be one that uh, maybe shouldn't have opened the card because it was such such an explosive match right out of the gate. Um, but when you have these two guys, you kind of know what you're, you're getting into. Mm. Um so, Stephen, what was your first impression of this? Because I know you've seen a little bit of Will Ospreay, not much so for Kota Ibushi. What, 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 what did the both of you think of this match, actually? You, you and J-Raw. Um, I mean, honestly, the, this just continues the, uh, the, the thing that I've been saying uh, with, with New Japan. They're, uh, you know, not necessarily throwaway matches, but, but matches that aren't necessarily main events mm-hmm. um, are just on a, another caliber, mm-hmm. especially at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and when I say of a higher caliber, I'm of course comparing to a lot of WWE's uh, so-called mm. throwaway matches or, yeah. or uh, mid-card matches, whatever you want to call them. Mm. Uh, and this match in particular and all of Wrestle Kingdom just kind of cemented that a little bit more. Um, I don't think Wrestle Kingdom had bad matches or mid-cards or throwaway mm. matches. Mm. And, um, you know, I saw a little bit of, of Will Ospreay. Um, before, just through a couple matches that, that you have shown me mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, they both showed up on this match. Uh, I thought they both looked extremely solid. Um, Great work rate done in this match, for sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, like you said, may- maybe a little bit too explosive for for a, a right right out of the gate. But, you know, with, with a 
with a pay-per-view like this and mm-hmm. with a card like this, mm-hmm. what, what else do you expect? They're, they were all kind of explosive in their own way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a, a, definitely a good start for sure. For sure. J-Raw? Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to this one yet because um, Axis... You know, watching on Axis, they gave me a, a mismatch of all the events. Oh, yeah, they, they so, see. So, tell us a little bit about that, because it seems like they what they do is they stagger and they give you, like, two matches over the course of an hour, but they kind of, like, jumble where They jumble them, yeah, and then okay. they're mistitled, so... Really? You know, okay. you just got in your DVR, they're mistitled, so uh, they do their best to try and label them, but okay. around the time of Wrestle Kingdom, they did a Kenny Omega-thon. Mm-hmm. So you can catch all of Kenny Omega's, uh, Omega's greatest matches. Very cool. And of course, you know, one of his best ones was at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Right, right. So well, it, was, it was kind of um, everywhere with the title. Right. So. Well, I know it's on your DVR. I saw yes. it playing over here. So, I will so be definitely, watching. You definitely yeah. do that. And mm-hmm. shout out to Access TV for yes. giving Western audiences more of a view of what's going on in New Japan. And Absolutely. I know, I know Mark Cuban's a big part of what's yeah. going on with Access TV. So big shout out to him as well for giving and uh and that one came in um that one came in last night okay so yeah so initially they just gave me um juice robinson and cody okay um naito and jericho and then they gave me the title match and so um this one that came in last night is going to do uh uh jay white and Will Ospreay, so oh, okay. I'm going to get some of those so, so that, too. That, yeah, those are two yeah. pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi, and then uh, obviously later we're going to talk a little bit more about yeah. the, uh, um, uh, and the, the Jay White and Okada match as well. And I'm liking, uh, just a uh, side topic, I'm liking mm-hmm. uh, Jay White and his angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how they're, they're moving him up as this kind of up-and-coming guy with, you know, frayed allegiances and Mm -hmm. sort of a gun almost. New new leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Jay White. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, I... to the, to the Osprey Kota Ibushi match, mm-hmm. I rated it about four, four and a half stars myself. I really mm. enjoyed that as a solid opener. Could nice. It, could it have been later in the card? Absolutely. But for where it's at, it really it was really something, uh, in my opinion, just to blow away audiences right off the bat and just mm. give, give it some impact. Um, they did play up a little bit of an angle where it was like, you know, where, where Kota Ibushi got carded out. Like, he, he got the... He got stretchered out at the end of the match because mm-hmm. um, now you're thinking, well, okay, is this a shoot? Is it a work? Is he really injured? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he did legitimately suffer a concussion during the match, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything um, too worrisome at this point. So I'm sure we'll see him back sooner as opposed to later. Um, second match on the card, the main card here, Los Ingobernables de Japón. Uh, uh, Bushi. Bushi. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bushi and Tagaki uh, uh, defeated Suzuki Goon and Rapongi 3K uh, nice. for the uh, three what, uh, in, in a tag match for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Match went about seven minutes. Um, I, I, I described this to Steven during the match as a bit of a palate cleanser because you mm-hmm. you have something. So heavy and crazy, like Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi. It was okay. so hard-hitting and such a, a good action match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to downshift a little bit and settle people back in. Yeah, you know, so that way they they can manage it a little bit more. And uh, you see WWE do this from time to time, mm-hmm. where yeah. they downshift in the middle of a card. 
especially now they have these four-hour pay-per-views right, right. Uh, more and more often. But uh, this one was really enjoyable. Still got you know the blood pumping and, and made you really want to enjoy this. So. Sort of like you could say the um, uh, Mysterio, um, Rey Mysterio, um, uh, Randy Orton. Kind of somewhat of a downshift. Kind of, kind of like that, where it was yeah. like, it was like, okay, you just saw something pretty, pretty interesting. Now let's palate cleanse. Yeah. I actually really liked that match. Yeah, it was the good. Ray Mysterio over Andy Orton, but no, you're you're right. Two definitely professionals was. in there. Yeah, yeah. Keep the crowd going, but mm-hmm. they know how to, you know, go mid mid grade. Right, right. right. Absolutely. To run it straight down the middle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, this, was this match like stand out head above the you know head above shoulders? A, a a a fantastic match. I mean, for seven minutes it was great, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I wouldn't expect anything fantastic out of this, but all six guys in this match were absolutely talented. Nice. Yeah, hundred percent. And everyone's super talented in the match. I just mm-hmm. want to say this about uh, this match and also the fifth match in the card okay. uh, with uh, Young Bucks, Gorillas of Destiny. Um, I don't want three way tag team matches. Too many people in the ring. Yeah, yeah. it's there's too much to watch, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, these guys did put on a really great show. Yeah, and it was a great match. Yeah. However, the three way tag is not a match style or gimmick that that I normally enjoy. Okay, um, that's fair. It, it's just, there, there's just too much going on, you know, and it, it's really hard to uh, build a story. When yeah. when every you know every third move is reversed plus, by another tag team, you know. Plus, to your point, when you know guys start to take breaks, because yeah. obviously you know uh, this one wasn't long, but a three way tag can go mm-hmm. on for a while. Right. You know it, that kills the story. Yeah, and, and, and also like, okay, uh, I, I'm gonna lay off to the side. Yeah, yeah. And, and going off of your point, <laughs> it, it almost um, yeah. it almost suspends. Uh, it makes it hard to suspend your disbelief as well, because yeah. if you're doing a three way tag match and you, yeah. I mean, to make it enter really entertaining you have to have you know one guy on one guy at the same time and then you have a bunch of people who are pretending to be dead yeah, and, outside and, of the ring and, and then say i don't want to get you going uh steven uh-huh. but uh to your point new day sort of died yeah at last mm-hmm. three-way tag match yeah it's just oh well if you were hoping this was new day's chance to kind of you know get back into some kind of story right, oh right. well they're dead. Yeah, well, like <laughs> I've seen, I've seen people in the, in this tag team uh, go on for you know twenty minute matches. You you want me to believe that that Kofi Kingston's going to take one punch to the face and then he rolls out of the ring for seven minutes? Like yeah. he, yeah. I know Kofi's better than that. Yeah. And so if he's just rolling out and playing dead outside the ring, it's like okay, yeah. I know he's not right. really hurt. And, well, and and some of these three ways they break down tornado style after a point where it's just like everybody's kind right. of yeah. in the ring. The ref's not really like he's like just letting it go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and I mean let him play. And that's fine. You know what? I I really. I, I, to that point, I, I I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, I don't think that this was anything more than this. It's supposed to be something fun to kind of get yeah. your mind off. Right. Like, right. For oh sure. man, I just saw Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi tear it down. Like, mm-hmm. how's the rest of the card going to stand up to it? And it's like, okay, well, well, here's something fun for us to kind of sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Now, you know? or yeah. before we move on from uh, three way tags, uh-huh. if you're going to do that three or four way tag or whatever you do. I would prefer you do it like War Games, how they did it, mm. when it was like, all right, 
we're going to set these guys up like dominoes and create mm-hmm. all these kinds of stunts. Yeah, yeah. You right. know what I mean? I like that. For sure. You yeah. And, and we can we can go on from this match, but I yeah, do just yeah. want to say... But I just want to uh, tangents, tangents. I am a fan now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you, I like this guy. You said you like the dragon. I like the dragon. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I wish he was in a different match, just because yeah. I'm not a fan of this match style. But... He did put on a good enough show that I am now a fan. So uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of started gaining fandom for all of uh, Los Ingobernables. I did. I did. A uh, so. l- lot of really cool guys, especially uh, Evil. Evil. Also an Evil fan now as well. Yeah. Uh, Sonata. Sonata. Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Naito. Naito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like Naito. Naito's. He's a. He's yeah. such a. I like Naito. Such an awesome. Awesome talent. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, uh, Ishii for the uh, uh, the British Heavyweight Championship. A uh, little known fact here, uh, New Japan is, is very, very cool in that they will have um, title matches from other promotions that, uh, are, you know, that, that get held at, at New Japan, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So in the past we've seen the Ring of Honor title cool. held. Yeah, we've seen the Ring of Honor heavyweight title held there. That's cool. Um, uh, we, we've and, and now we're seeing this uh, uh, title from Rev Pro Revolution Pro Wrestling from uh, from England. Uh, Ishii, their champion, uh, loses to Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. A, a Brit, mm-hmm. an Englishman. Yep. Uh, through and through. It, through and through. Yep. In about twelve minutes. Um, just like we noted earlier, there was something for everybody here on this card. This was a technical masterpiece here Absolutely. put on by Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, uh, for, for me, this match came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't watch a lot of New Japan, and I definitely don't watch... Uh, mm-hmm. What's the... Rev Pro. Rev Pro. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first I've heard of it. So I definitely don't watch that, definitely don't know these guys. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., man... Yeah. What a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is insane. His technical work is crazy. Yep. Yeah. He uh, he finished uh, finished Ishii off with the with the double octopus hold. Yeah. Which was was fantastic. Ishii didn't even have any arms to tap out. He had to just nod, yeah, he's... nod his head and the referee stopped the match. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I also put this one here within the four, four and a half star range mm-hmm. just because of how, how excellent it was. And Ishii as the champion really became um a very, very good, um, uh, or, or showed a good example of a, of a tough champion, uh, you know, trying to defend his title. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed that match. Yeah, and, and it was definitely one of the the most technical matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the, those guys were just just crazy. Well, and, and Zack Saber Jr. Um, he, he reminds me a lot of. Uh, like if you watch a guy like Chris Benoit from back in the day, or Dean Malenko, these guys were super better example. Technical. Yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, 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 he he's definitely more of a submission based guy. And when mm-hmm. you look at Zack Saber Jr., you don't immediately see like. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not in shape, but no, but, but you but he's, you, he's very slender compared yeah. to a lot of other uh, guys that you might see. Mm-hmm. But he makes up for it in. Being tough mm-hmm. and hitting hard when yeah. he does do strikes, and his submission game is, is yeah, crazy. no, absolutely. He has I mean, a sense of legitimacy. I feel a hundred percent. You know, looking at, at Zack Saber Jr., you you almost expect uh, you know almost a, a high flying cruiserweight uh, j- just yep. based on yep. how he looks, um, but got way more than that from him, and I wasn't expecting it. And that was actually uh, 
one of my favorite matches off the card just because it to me came out of nowhere and was such a high quality match from two guys that I've never heard of you know uh, just all around fantastic match no absolutely I, I, like I said I'm a big fan of that match I really really enjoyed the technical work done yeah. uh, by Zack Sabre Jr. And, and Ishii's willingness to uh, uh, put not only put over Zack Sabre Jr. but also he looked really really good in the process and I think I think both men deserve a lot of credit for that absolutely um, so like I said for, for the amount of time that they were given Great match mm-hmm. um, for and for you technical uh, wrestling lovers out there, uh, something for you to enjoy on this card. Yeah, yep. Um, the uh, another three way tag team match here. You you commented on it, Steven Stevens throwing his hands up in the air. Mm. Uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón continue their big night here. Uh, they did have a, a very big night. Yep, very big night. E- Evil and Sonata uh, defeated the Grills of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, mm-hmm. uh, as well as. Uh, Which let me just say real quick. Oh, thank you, sir. Let me just say real quick. Uh, as well as the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks were also in this match. Tama Tonga and Tangaloa. Those don't sound like real names. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're they're probably not. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just want to say that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate further. Well, I'm just saying um, they're, they're Samoan. If you haven't seen these guys before, they're Samoan, and I believe they're related to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Roman Reigns and the Usos. That side, okay, of that's the, the WWE wrestling family. Yeah, Samoan gotcha. side of that lineage. So, and they and they look they look very similar. You know, you know, uh, to, to those guys, and and, okay. and I, I think that they they wrestle very similarly to those guys as well. Um, so. Uh, you know, Evil and Sonata win the tag straps uh, uh, in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, again, continuing on with a little bit of a pattern that we see here throughout the show. Uh, the uh, uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. This is a little bit of their song, their swan song mm-hmm. for the, the New Japan tag right, division. Yeah, they, they, they were huge players in it for, for a long, long time. Um, and uh, you know, they, they, they go out here. Uh, with a loss, just like what you should, you should always go out on your shield. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, big night for Evil and Sonata. Sonata, I feel, is like somebody who could even play a big part in, in the singles division. So so can Evil. Both do that already fairly often, but they make for a great tag team. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Nice. Um, so we get into Juice Robinson. Yep, Juice Robinson and Cody. Yeah, you watched this match on Access yes. TV, J. Ron. What did you think of this? Great match. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way, again, I didn't get you know uh, a specific order, but the way I got to watch it, being for me a precursor to Naito Jericho and Tanahashi Omega, mm-hmm. uh, it sort of played out as the pregame to those two main events. Mm. Yeah. Almost. I can um, see that. Maybe, maybe. Clean match. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Did not know Brandy Rose was that athletic. Mm. Yeah. Good gracious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really good clothesline mm-hmm. uh, with Juice selling it and her athleticism. Um, just a really solid match. Yeah. Um, told a great story. Uh, not an ultra complicated story. Yeah. But, yeah. But did the trick. Yeah. And, and this match was, was uh, the one that we talked about at the top of the show that had a little bit more of the Western tropes to it. Yep. Uh, yeah. with, with the, uh, 
you know, the spouse coming in and, and yeah, causing some, some outside interference. Yeah, a lot of yeah. outside interference, a yeah. little, little bit of chaos from the spouse, and then yeah. the, the revenge from Cody right. and uh, things like that. Well, and, and we're seeing this through through Western eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, so this is something that that we're fairly used to because of years of either. Uh, uh, Seeing this through the WWE and, and recognizing these kind of acts, or or even WCW, mm-hmm. yeah. If you, if you used to watch WCW, you get you get a lot of that kind of flavor out of this match. Mm-hmm. I feel so. This is kind of like I said, a throwback to maybe uh, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know U.S. wrestling, but but for for a Japanese audience, this is something unique to them. So mm-hmm. so even though we might see it in one way, uh, I, I think that they they recognized it as as something that was very interesting. I think yeah. Brand, Brandy drew a lot of heat for continuously interfering, mm-hmm. yeah. and then she got she got kicked out of the out of the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juice Robinson goes over Cody. Uh, you know, likewise, I mean Co- Cody being part of the elite. Uh, wasn't yeah. going to survive this match, and I think the plan was always for Juice Robinson to regain his title from Cody anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two two great former WWE guys, you know, doing it pretty well. Yeah. Ser- serving themselves well here in New Japan. Hundred uh, percent. Probably see more of Juice Robinson again in the future, and definitely see more of Cody Rhodes uh, in, in a different. Yes, kind of we will. Yes, we will. Yes, yes we will. Yes, indeed. Um, so we've uh, match number seven here is still uh, you know kind of here in this uh, we're, we're getting towards the end of, of New Japan, but to give it a little bit more flavor, uh, we had a singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we had Kushida. Um, <laughs> let me talk about Kushida's entrance real quick here. Uh, Kushida was coming out to the ring. Um, you know the, his music played. And then um, I, I, I want to say it was a little kid. As a little kid comes out with a very realistic Kushida mask on, he's making his way, yeah, his belt on. Yeah, you remember this? Dude? I do. I do now. And yep. he's waving to the crowd and everything. And then um, you know Kushida's gimmick. If you haven't seen it before, he's kind of they call him the time splitter. He's okay. kind of, you know he's kind of like a Back to the Future kind of character, perhaps. Gotcha. Uh, or, or kind of gimmick going on. Yeah, they did have the. Uh, was it was it this one that had, they had the Doc Brown? Yeah, the Doc, uh, Doc, yeah. The yeah. Doc Brown character comes out mm-hmm. waving his hands, and he's got he's got a a, a, a device gimmick. Right, right. He, and he and he had, he has the uh, Kushida, uh, the mini Kushida stand in the in that box, and he presses the button. Mm-hmm. And then if you're if you're watching English commentary from New Japan World Stream. Yeah, the English commentary says he just blew up that, that kid, and then the, 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 the smoke, the smoke, and everything comes yeah. out, and then the real Kashida comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this match goes on for a little bit over eleven minutes. Uh, Ishimori gets the win here in a in a pretty decent juniors match. Uh, uh, Ishimori being representing the Bullet Club, so the Bullet Club's now going to hold that uh, junior heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, the big story of this match, really and truly, is Kushida is more than likely going to show up in um, WWE. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, he's probably going to come over to NXT. Uh, NXT, I feel. okay. Yeah. I'd I mean, love to see him in NXT. He's got he's got the, the, the you know the, the talent for it for sure. Yeah. I mean you would you would normally think that maybe he would show up and be maybe part of two hundred five live. Um, you know, just for his size and athleticism. But yeah, uh, I mean he's he's definitely got the talent to make it over in NXT. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I do wish him all the best when he shows up on NXT television. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Um, right. So we have Jay White uh-huh. 
And Kazushika Okada? Yeah, Kazushika Okada, man. Uh, Interesting semi-stories in here. Mm. Um, Jay White and Kazushika Okada were in the same faction in Japan. See, there's a lot of major factions in Japan. Like, like, um, there's Chaos... Yeah, there's, uh, that's what I was watching with Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, there, there's there's Bullet Club. Obviously, they're kind of yeah. like the NWO remake. Yeah, there's the Elite. That's where Kenny Omega and Cody and the Young Bucks came from. Uh, and there's uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón, who we've we've talked about uh, a lot here in this episode. Um, so Jay White and Kazucho Okada were were in the same group together for a while with Ghetto. Ghetto was the guy who uh, who would always manage Okada during his title okay. reign. Okay, okay. And uh, Jay White and Ghetto betrayed Okada at one point, leading, yeah. to, leading to this major story. And Okada, after he lost the title to Omega, there's a lot of people who question whether or not he still has it. He kind of went through, he kind of snapped and had his own kind yeah. of broken hearty gimmick going on where he'd come out with... Balloons and dyed hair, and oh, not, man. not really keeping now taking care of himself. My question is, um, yeah. again, I've been watching a lot of New Japan on Axis yep. and the Kenny Omega thon, yep. and from what I understood, Jay White went with Chaos around the time, and you can correct me on this, yep. that Kenny Omega was leading Bullet Club and trying to recruit him? Yeah, so... Was that mid last year? So, early last year... Cause um, that, yeah, because I was looking at some of that, some of their matches, and and that was one of their storylines. Yeah, um, after Jay White um, uh, you know, made a big splash with his character in, in New Japan last year... Yeah. Um, uh, Kenny Omega definitely made for a push to bring in Jay White to the fold of Bullet Club uh, because you know there was a lot of fractures going on inside Bullet Club. This was before the Elite split off and became their own group. Okay, um, away from Bullet Club. Okay, um, so uh, you know they tried to bring Jay White in. Jay White, he looked like he was going to take the shirt. Yeah, and he, that's the scene and, I'm talking and, about. And he, yeah. and he gave a finisher to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Well, so he he essentially joins Chaos with Okada. Um, and then after a while, he betrays Chaos. Uh, he, he betrays Okada. So does Gato. Uh, mm, and so okay. him and Gato move over to Bullet Club now with Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Bad Luck Fale, uh, and a lot of the other talent that's inside Bullet Club. So we're, we're now seeing here Jay White's assumed the leadership position that Kenny Omega and AJ Styles and Finn Balor had before him. Uh, so some that, big shoes to fill. Yeah, those yeah. are some very. Those are three huge names. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, they, they're definitely putting a lot of trust in Jay White. They have a good fourteen minute long match here between um, Okada and Jay White. Uh, Okada, you know, uh, has come back to his rain ba- rainmaker gimmick. Mm-hmm. He's, he's finally starting to feel himself. Put on a really great performance. And oh yeah, really put over Jay White in yeah. this match. Now both looked uh, really solid, and this was one of the first. Uh, or the first match that I've seen of Jay White, yeah. um, and I thought his gimmick works really well with him. Uh, I think he looks super, super solid in the ring, and uh, <clears throat> like you were saying, Okada did a, a really good job of putting Jay White over in this match, and I, I thought it was just really well done all around. Well, and I've never seen a bad Okada match. He, he I don't think I don't neither think have he, I. I don't think he mm-hmm. has it in him to have a bad match, right. uh, or a bad singles match rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, um, who and knows? I was, I was gonna say too in this. This guy, this kid, Jay White, he just yeah. just 
catches my eye. Something mm-hmm. about uh, you know, his ring work and his storyline is just jumping off the uh, screen. Yeah. You know, there. And, uh, well, and it should. Like, they're, they're putting him in a nice elevated position being the leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. yeah. They're going to need a new top four and heel guy. And kind of like what you're saying, yeah. they need to position Jay White. Yeah, uh, as somebody who can really pop out, and I think he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like what you were saying. Jay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you really enjoyed the match, Jero? Huh, I know this one I haven't gotten to yet because okay. I still have. Um, uh, Osprey oh yeah, that's that's and that's, that's, the, that's the one with the that's the one yeah. with the Osprey that's, and the Bushi yeah, match. So Those Osprey are together Bushi, on, yeah. on Axis. So. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, well, let me tell you, you got a great match coming. Yeah, you're, well, two, I'll tell you two, that two great matches. Mm-hmm. So you're, nice. you're, you're you're in some luck here. Nice. nice. Uh, I'm actually jealous of you. I wish I could watch some of these matches again for the first time because they're yeah. they're that good. They're really good. Yeah. Nice. Um, a, a running theme through this show here once again. Well, uh, this is colliding two kind of themes here in the middle of the show. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, uh, coming together here, having a match. Uh, something. Uh, well, one one theme here is that we're 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 seeing different things. Like there's a, there's a there's a different match for everybody here uh, mm-hmm. on, on this card, and this is again one of them. A yeah. no, no disqualification match for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Tetsuya Naito versus, uh, of course, the the Alpha Chris Jericho. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, and I, I like the um, the trolling Alpha Club yep. shirts. Alpha Club. <laughs> Dudes, he just knows he just he can go anywhere. You just give yeah. him the writing, he'll yeah. take it. He will take it away. <laughs> Chris, Chris Jericho's money wherever oh, he absolutely. goes. He's he's definitely the top guy wherever you, you yeah. see him come out. No, and this match was was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I'm having a hard time deciding if I like this one or the. Uh, Kenny Omega Tanahashi match more uh, just because I think the uh, Kenny Omega Tanahashi match was a lot better in terms of the technicality of it and and, uh, everything like that but with the Naito Chris Jericho match way more bumps it was just Just big moment after big moment after big moment pretty pretty violent too yeah and I, I remember telling you about this as we were watching it um it, it reminded me a lot of my childhood and, and the kind of no disqualification yeah. matches that mm-hmm. I saw where it was just brutal for Shame. 20 minutes, you know, and, and they delivered on that with this match. There was oh, a little thingamajiggy with mm. the uh, razor blade, little yeah, yeah. flim flam <laughs> flume. There, there was a really sick bump in the middle of the match uh, where... Um, You're talking about the di- the table DDT? Well, well there was that. Well, yeah. oh, that was mine, I thought man. Was, where, yeah. Naito was dead. Yeah, where, I thought not, he was not, dead, too. Naito was, like, was like... Vertically up and down on his head. Well, he did a headstand for a solid second, maybe two seconds. He did a two-second headstand Mm -hmm. Uh, and then craned over. Yeah. Very, very good. That's one of those things where it's like... I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just living it in my head. If he gets up, it's awesome and you cheer. If he doesn't, you're like... Dale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, just, it's just there's no there's no uh, middle ground mm-hmm. there. Te, te, Tetsuya Naito's kind of like movie. this. Uh, he's kind of like a almost like a Stone Cold Steve Austin character mm. within New Japan. Kind of like uh-huh. that that anti authority. He's yeah. the leader of Los Ingobernables de Japón. Mm. You know, he, he's Bless always you. telling everybody. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's always telling everybody. You know. 
you know, be tranquilo, tranquilo, right, right, you know, tranquilo, relaxed, yeah. you know, mm. um, you know, he's he's got a really good uh, uh, thing going right now. I really, I'm a really big fan of Naito. He's had some classic matches with Kenny Omega that we'll get to maybe a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, and then Chris Jericho, man, Chris his Jericho, uh, I mean, how can you miss? Man. Like you said, Chris Jericho's money, and uh, at the same time. His uh, his gimmick that he has going on right now with yes. the, the Joker face paint heel yeah. thing. Just, I, just, I mean, love it. I, I mean, love how it. elite, for, for lack of a better phrase, mm. can you be to put top guys over? Yeah. It's yeah. one thing to get a guy there, mm-hmm. but to come in and say, I'll take your top guy and, and put him wherever... Yep. There is yeah, for make him, that. Make him even absolutely bigger than what yeah. he was. Bigger than what he was. Yeah. I mean, he did it last year uh, with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, possible uh, favorite match of 2018. Uh, just uh, going, you know, uh, yeah. putting that out there. Yeah, uh, and I just want to uh, throw out there. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of gimmick they're going to go with. Whenever uh-huh. uh, I'm getting a little bit into the uh, next segment here, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, with, with Chris Jericho possibly yeah. moving over to, or not possibly, but moving yeah. over to uh, All Elite, oh, yeah. what gimmick is he yeah. going to go with? Because oh, yeah. I would be fine with him sticking with the gimmick that he's in yeah. right now right. and having, uh, I think if you put Cody as the main face yeah. and then you put Chris Jericho as the main heel, yeah. I think you're starting off for a wow. really, really solid storyline. But at the same time, they can give Chris Jericho anything at this My point and it's going to be caveat great. caveat to what Jericho did is we believe it right because he's Jericho. Mm. But he really didn't explain why he was mad. He came in pissed off at Kenny Omega. Right. <laughs> came in pissed off at Naito. Well, I mean, he was just pissed off at people. And he was like, I'm pissed off. Yeah. But it worked because it's it's Jericho. Because it's Jericho, and he can make it work. <laughs> he yeah. just makes it work. Jericho's very subtle in that he started the Omega feud over Twitter. Mm. With, with you know, uh, you know, so he called out. Sort Omega. of, you're not the best. Yep, yep. I'm gonna come I, I, in. I, you're not the best. I'm the best. I'm gonna show you. That's, that's 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 straight out of Chris Jericho's book. Is you know, I'm the, I'm the best in the world. Now, yeah. CM Punk kind of stole that too. Mm. Yeah. But, but Chris Jericho's you know always touted that he's the best, and I mean, there's very few who can argue that right no, now. No, no. I mean, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he put Naito over big night. They had a really great hardcore match. Loved and, it. Um, so, I mean, if you if you are uh, a fan of highbrow no disqualification matches, this one's for you. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Um, yes. And, um, and, and now the big mamma jamma. Oh, real quick, just, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking of some things uh, uh, with Jericho, just uh, oh, one thing mm. uh, on Jericho, and it's just a, a, a side note in general. It was a little refreshing that uh, New Japan allows cursing, you know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, they could take it to those dark angles yeah. without saying you darn yeah. sucker, mm-hmm. you know. They yeah, could they're actually not, they're take not, it. They're there. not super PG like the they're, WWE. Yeah, right. no. I, I don't, I don't so, think they expect their audiences to really be like. You know, I mean, because it is predominantly a Japanese audience who gets yeah. New Japan. Yeah. But I mean, you say you have you know Chris Jericho who says a swear word in English, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. And, but and for us as Americans, we're like, oh, like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it, it allowed him to go a little darker, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just raw. Uh, with emotions. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so you felt like it was two men squaring off, 
versus just you know what I mean two guys two, two, two characters trying or, to characters yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you felt you felt a real heat mm-hmm. you and, know and and, if, and one one last thing on Naito if you follow his character any at all for, for you know about two two years or so ago he he was holding the Intercontinental title. Um, he had some fantastic fusion with Tanahashi, but he he never really respected the title. Like he would always okay. he would always treat it very interestingly, where he would like throw it around, he would throw it into the ring. He didn't really care about the title. He, he wasn't he wasn't a big fan of it, you know. Um, and you know he found a way to win this match using the title. That's what I, hit, that's what I was wondering because I was yeah. going to say, isn't this the one that ended yeah, with? Uh, it, if I can recall, yeah, it, him smashing it, it over. He, sma- uh, he, Jericho he, smashed, he smashed Jericho, and then tossing it aside and finishing them all. Tossed it aside. I did. I did catch that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's like, he, hey, yeah. I mean, it was. It this was guy a, want this belt. <laughs> Well, and so uh, he, he he had a uh, in an interview out uh, you know after the match and says, well, you know, you know, I know that maybe I didn't like you know the title or I didn't respect the title. What I, I don't really know what the exact translation is, but he says, well, the title keeps finding a way to come to come back. Yeah, to me. yeah. So maybe maybe I keep the title for a little bit now. Yeah. So who knows? We might see Naito holding on to this title, maybe giving it some even even more credence than what it has now. Hey, I, I'd be totally down for a for a Naito reign for sure. Yeah. yeah. We get uh, oh, he's, some he's, more of these good matches. He's, so. he's gonna have a he's gonna have a pretty healthy reign, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Um, okay, but onwards to the main event of the evening. The main event, mm-hmm. a, a battle of philosophies, a battle of generations. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, New Japan's own version, in, in my opinion, of John Cena. You know, kind of the the man mm-hmm. who, yeah. who kind of helped bring him bring New Japan out of his dark age. Against Kenny Omega, who, uh, in, in my opinion, might be you know that that you know between him and Okada, you know, uh, once in generation talents. Right? Yes. Um, Kenny Omega is you know the title holder coming into this match. Um, he's you know he got kind of put down by Tanahashi. Tanahashi saying that uh, Kenny Omega's matches don't have any story to them. You know, you know they, they don't. He doesn't tell a, a story in the ring. It's just moves. Kenny Omega, um, you know, says that uh, this is not the new Japan that Tanahashi once knew. That he he puts himself and 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 guys like Okada and Naito over as you know this is what New Japan really is go- it should be going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of build to this match. Tanahashi won uh, the the right to have this match by winning the G1 tournament this year, or rather in 2018. Uh, which automatically gives him the you know the reserved contract to, to have yeah. that main event. Sort of like a money in the bank thing. I noticed that it, it's kind of like the money in, in the bank. Uh, G one is like uh, is it's a long running tournament based on you know it, it's not like a bracketed tournament like what we would think of normally, but it's kind of like a round robins point system kind of tournament where okay. you gain, interesting okay. yeah, you gain uh, points. Based on your wins, and if you don't win a match, you're nice. obviously not getting points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you lose points for? for I'm not exactly sure. Okay, I'll have to go back and relook at the rules. Yeah, because this year I tried to follow it as best as I could because of all the high quality matches that they had, mm-hmm. but I could never really grasp what the point system was. Gotcha. All, I, all I could follow really was okay. Well, here here's the pattern. I know that this is uh, this is where the semifinals should be. This is where the finals are. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that gotcha. Kind of thing. Yeah, um, but um, you you definitely. I think what happens is it's 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 the you you have two blocks. You have the A block and the B block, mm-hmm. and 
whoever has the most points tallied out of the A block goes to the finals against the the uh, I see. Or, or the two the top two in the A block have a match in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. The top two of the B block have a match in the semifinals of the B block. And then the, the winners, winners of those face two each other. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, That's. Uh, I mean, it's. Semi bracketed. Semi bracketed. I mean, to, it, to a point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if it's you know separate groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I uh, so Tanahashi kind of he he uh, kind of in the same position like what John Cena is right now. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find. He's his story was finding a way to get back to the to to Wrestle Kingdom and get back to winning his eighth championship. That was his story, because yeah. for a lot of people, they have written him off saying, okay, well, he's too old, he's too injured, you know, uh, you know. And, and Kenny Omega, I mean, he's that new generation. Yeah. You know? he's, 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 that, he's the current guard who says this he's is this. Yep, this is now, yeah, but the, the best ballot machine. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the guy who's going to be bringing New Japan in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a lot of respect uh, back and forth between these guys, but fourth... Almost forty minutes. They put on a, a clinic. Yeah, uh, classic match. Yeah. For, first thing, I just want to say. Go ahead. Uh, t- not really a part of the match per se, but uh, Kenny Omega's opening attire was amazing. Yeah. Amazing with it, the the one wing, yep. and then he had the trigger on his right hand. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. Uh, I loved it. Listeners, if you have a chance to, and, and if you haven't seen this yet, you, you definitely should check it out. But there's a really cool YouTube video that they put out for Kenny Omega. If you if you go to YouTube and look up Kenny's Quest, um, uh, there's a nice little uh, video game story that you yep. get for Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi. Fantastic. Um, I think uh, one interesting dynamic, and maybe again, oh, was this that is, played while he was coming in? Yes, yes that was did. really cool. And, 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 and his that music, was really cool. And, and Kenny's music was different too, because I think they took the music from the video mm-hmm. game. I think it was based off of EverQuest or uh, Evertale. Uh, uh, it looked like, like I mean, uh, it, it looked, Final Fantasy Two. It looked like Final Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, right. Final Fantasy Two. Right. I'm I'm not a hundred percent where that came from. Okay. It could be either one of those, right? Right. Sure. But. Um, Oh, yeah. and side note, can I say, I loved um, his immersion into the culture, you know what I mean? Oh, Kenny Kenny's. Omega. Yeah. yeah. How he just, you know, uh, comes in, he did it with that, but then last year, he did it with um, the big gun, Yeah. you know, and just, you know, he he kind of, you know, knows where he is, mm, yep. and he, he, you know, of course, we love those things, too, right. I mean, I love no, video but he, games, Nintendo, he's, but... He's lived you know, there so long. Yeah. And he's, he's, well, and he's now an official Japanese integrate. citizen. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, nice. I mean, he's... He's got he, dual, dual yeah. citizenship. Nice. I, I, he, may, he might be just straight-up Japanese citizen now. Mm, I don't nice. know, but I, I know probably at least dual citizen. Yeah. Um, and I love how he just is, is a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. And, and I think that he really put it over... Big time! How important this match was to the future of New Japan. Yeah, um, and for me, a definite five star match. I, I would probably also put Jericho and Naito probably in that four and a half to five star range. Both but, of those get five stars for me. Yeah, I mean this this for sure. The, the Kenny Omega Tanahashi match was was um, uh, was five stars. I, I liked how how big the spots were. I like how important Kenny made it feel. Yeah, even as a heel. 
in this match because I, I think they had to play that because they are in Japan. They are trying to play up that he's right, uh, right. The, the Kenny's the, the outsider, the foreigner, mm-hmm. and I think that New Japan has a, a tendency to play that up mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit, but um, but not overdoing it. it it's right. it, it's to the point where it's they do it enough to to get the point across, right. but it's not sh- like slam down your throat. You right. know, it's it's it's, it's a subplot. And yeah, it's, it's everything else. Yeah, you know, like you know. Uh, Tanahashi's this old guard of you know, it, you know uh, from Japan, Japanese guy mm-hmm. um, uh, against the the outsider, the foreigner, Kenny Omega. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and obviously we see that in WWE all the time mm-hmm. too. You know, uh, the foreign heel. Yeah, that's a classic Shinsuke. trope. Shinsuke. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you, you you'll see it everywhere. The list but, goes on. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they, Kenny made this a really really great special match, and so did Tanahashi. Yeah. You know, um, both guys deserve a lot of credit. Uh, one interesting line here: um, Kenny Omega did not actually hit the one-winged angel. Mm-hmm. Like he had several occasions where he hit a nasty-looking V trigger. Those yeah. are some of the best V triggers yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, just insane. I, I just want to speak to our WWE only listeners here right now. Do yourself a favor and look up any match. That Kenny Omega has ever done, right? Yeah, he is on another freaking level. To everybody, it's nuts yep. how yeah. good this man is yeah. at this form of entertainment. You're, and I, I'm being very intense right now because I'm trying to get the point across that Kenny Omega is something special. Yeah, it, when, when you see his ring work, I mean, it's just. Uh, it, but it's not even just his ring work; it's his yeah. mic work and yeah, it, yeah. It's he, the, it's he sells thing. his storylines yeah. amazingly. He yeah. looks amazing inside and outside of the ring. Great gimmicks, great personality. Well, that's that's what I was going to get to. Um, you know, you really got it going when you know uh, the spot when he tosses uh, Tanahashi. Over uh, the stand, the little stand, yeah. mm. onto a table, and just looks at, at the crowd like, "What are you gonna do?" Right. Yep. That's your hero down there in that crumble yep. mess, yeah. almost shooting a promo while in you the are match. Yeah. In the match. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you know? it, it was it was brilliantly done uh, for just just shy of forty minutes. Um, Tana Tanahashi. Puts Kenny Omega away with a high fly float. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, um, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, again, Kenny's lack of, of, of uh, delivering the one winged angel certainly, in my mind, leaves it open for possible rematches in the future. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. Which, which I mean, like I said, I, I would be very much open to seeing mm-hmm. a, a Tanahashi and Kenny Omega match. Yeah. But um, as we'll get to here in a little bit, there's a lot of questions uh, floating the, in, in the right. air about Kenny Omega and, and what his future may hold. Right. Um, but uh, but more on this match real quick. Um, yeah. I, I know I'm playing up Kenny Omega a lot, um, but I, I'm not trying to downplay Tanahashi yeah. one bit. I mean, obviously he did win the match, but um, the these two guys are are just in the upper echelon in, in terms of quality, in terms of uh, just putting on a great show. Uh, Tanahashi, that man knows what he's doing. Absolutely, that man knows what he is doing. Absolutely, no, and and he and he deserves to have that that other uh, that, that that new run. And uh, I mean, like I said, I'm excited for the for his uh, for his upcoming title reign. They're, he's going to be putting on some great matches for sure. I, I, I d- definitely uh, definitely hope so. And uh, we're, uh, you know, I, I mean, 
they this will probably lead into the Madison Square Garden show that New Japan's going to have joined mm-hmm. with Ring of Honor. He'll probably hold the title through then. Yeah. If I was a betting man, and again, we don't have any idea what Kenny Omega's future looks like. Right. I mean, I, I would put it down to one of maybe three possibilities. Yep. I could see it if, if Kenny Omega stays with New Japan or something gets worked out with New Japan, I could see the rematch happening at Madison Square Garden and the title changing hands again, mm-hmm. going back to Kenny. Mm. I could see um, I could see Tanahashi have it, holding the title against uh, Kota Ibushi, who is Kenny Omega's best friend mm-hmm. in, in real life and storyline yeah. from, from everything that I understand. Um, you know, and possibly, I mean, if, if we're talking about one guy who's never held the title, who deserves to hold the title, I'd, put, I'd say Kota Ibushi's mm-hmm. that guy. Absolutely. Um, uh, I could also see um, maybe a Tanahashi-Okada match. I don't think he would put the title on Okada this soon after losing it, so I would probably assume if you go in that direction, maybe keeping it on uh, Tanahashi. But Yeah, I, I just want to say one quick thing on, on your first point there of possibly, uh, you know, uh, Kenny staying either staying with New Japan or uh, coming up with some kind of agreement between New Japan and All Elite to to be in the in the both of them. Yeah. Um, I if that does happen and, and he becomes uh, kind of uh, on both of the rosters uh, mm-hmm. of the of those two, I really would not want that at all. And, and here's why. Mm. Um, so you, you you want some kind of exclusivity for Kenny Omega? Yeah, and, and it, it's not necessarily anything about Kenny Omega specifically, right? But I'm I'm just saying I want all the focus to be on one thing yeah. because if he's if he's bouncing between the two, then if he gets the title back in New Japan, then it almost becomes and not. This bad, but it almost becomes like a Brock Lesnar type situation where it's like, oh, we do have a champion for our illustrious title, but he's over here doing something else, you know? Of course. And and, and I've thought about that for sure as well. And just to build some context for the listener here, um, Kenny Omega's contract with New Japan expires at the end of January 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, hot off Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, hot off Wrestle Kingdom. Now, he hasn't been seen back in New Japan since he's lost the title to, to Tanahashi. Yeah, the only um, thing was the, the interview that night. Yeah, the interview. Um, he um, he had an interview not too long after Wrestle Kingdom where he, he said that he's not going... To go back to New Japan, like like he like he like when he and that he 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 doesn't want to go back to wrestling immediately, uh, but he he did make it very clear that Tanahashi is not at the top of his uh at the top of his uh, agenda right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, he 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 wants to. Uh, he, he definitely reiterated that he would like to have another match against Tanahashi at some point, uh, but he um, I mean he he made it pretty clear that he he's considering another frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, we, you definitely have the, the rumors about where Kenny Omega might go. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be going to uh, All Elite, for sure. Uh, uh, free agent? Yeah, Kenny Omega's a free agent at the end of, of at this the end month. Of this month. Yeah. At the end of okay. January 2019. So, so he, we're saying he may want to stay uh, free agent or independent? I mean, it's possible. So, so... What happened is during Wrestle Kingdom weekend and 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 post show, 
Um, you have a meeting between uh, representatives of, of three companies. Okay, we have um, uh, New Japan, obviously, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and representatives from the new All Elite Wrestling AEW company. Yeah. Um, and so they held a meeting to try and figure out how this is going to work and if they're going to be able to work together going going forward in the future, if there's going to be some kind of partnership. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, within Ring of Honor and within New Japan, you know, if you, if you think about the impact of what guys like um, the Young Bucks have had and what Cody has had and what Kenny Omega has had, um, you know, these are guys who were primetime players in multiple different companies, and now that the elite has moved on, mm-hmm. and now they're doing their own company, you know, they could, you know, there could be a possible, possible blooming partnership there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think AEW primarily wanted to have New Japan, as, you know, to help be back there because of Kenny Omega and because of talent like Kazushiko Okada, who was at the original All In show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so I think that that could be benef- could have been beneficial to them. Um, I think the one thing that that kind of prevents that is Ring of Honor. Um, so what happens is um, uh, you you have you have New Japan kind of holding out for Ring of Honor now, especially with them having this new newly booked show at Madison Square Garden that'll happen WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, um, but I think that AEW. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but their their emergence has kind of thrown a kink. And mm-hmm. here's what I wanted to say to that. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was going to go. About a year and a half, maybe two years ago, okay. there was huge talk. And, you know, going into mid-last year of Kenny Omega coming to WWE. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, it's really cool to see how AEW is just throwing a wrench in that mm-hmm. yeah. because now there's, a big, there's player. a big player in town. There's more game in town. Right, right. Absolutely. It, it changes the business. I mm-hmm. just want to be a fly in, the, in Vince McMahon's meeting room Oh, right man. Now. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you're coming off of, you know, a three, four-year-old writing controversy that fans clearly have not letting go of mm-hmm. not let go of mm-hmm. uh, with the Roman Reigns debacle um, yeah. I mean there's a lot <laughs> yeah. you're starting to generate some momentum yeah. from a good year last right. year yeah. and then here this comes mm-hmm. yeah. just when you thought you were gaining the leverage that you know you've had by being the only game in town yeah. to get Kenny right. Omega to come over and just crush any idea of potential competition. Right. Mm-hmm. These guys appear the moment he becomes a free agent. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, he's got to be flipping some tables. Yeah, for sure. So, so Wrestle Kingdom 13 weekend, uh, it was it was pretty well scouted and well, well covered, well reported. WWE had made what was uh, quote unquote a fantastic offer to Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. WWE made this offer. Uh, I, I've heard different numbers and figures being flo- flown around, uh, but uh, the one that kept coming back up was three point five million for Kenny Omega. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, so I mean that that would be a massive deal as much Big as time. as much as I personally would love to see Kenny Omega 
have a short stint in NXT, you don't you don't give a guy three point five no. million to go to NXT. No, no. unfortunately, no. 100%. I mean making it, as much as the entire roster. Right. Well, the, the most more. interesting thing about uh, Kenny Omega in this whole situation is, no matter where he goes, he's going to be great. Yeah. You know whether he stays in New Japan, whether he does go um, to exclusively All Elite or yeah. exclusively WWE, right. he's going to be great in either one. And yeah. so it, it's interesting to see these companies kind of uh, doing like a back and forth, uh, right. almost tug of war kind of thing yeah. to, to try to get this really hot talent. Um, but in, in terms of us wrestling fans, yeah. we're pretty much going to win either way yes. because he's proven to yeah. he's proven to everyone that he can be amazing in in New Japan. I know for a fact that with all the talent that's going to All Elite, he can definitely be great there. Yeah. My best case scenario is that he goes to WWE because, you know, WWE is my my darling child. I love WWE <laughs> and uh, I love the, the characters in WWE and I have so many dream matches with, yeah. with Kenny Omega. But yeah. if he doesn't go to WWE and he stays in New Japan or goes to All Elite... We still win. You know, exactly. we're, we're still going to be getting more Kenny. And with that said, um, you know, we still win. Um, I'm on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Because I felt, uh, you know, uh, Vince McMahon did, or even, I don't know if it was him or the writers or whoever came up with the approval on it, they did Cody Rhodes wrong yeah. by forcing him to stay in the Stardust gimmick. Now, yeah. obviously, you can't force someone to do it, but from the sense of, all right, this or go. Right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the it's illusion a, of choice. The illusion of yeah. choice. Right, right. And so, um, you that know. That was a very strange time uh, for Cody. Very, so you, very. So, you, so you don't necessarily trust that the writing staff, and maybe not 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 directly Vince McMahon, but, but the writing staff under Vince McMahon more or less can't really be trusted with somebody like Kenny Omega. Um, No, 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 no. I'm not going there. I okay. just think the storyline, if you want to get... AEW, right? Let's say dream scenario five years from now, even with social media three years from now, mm, right. with the way things ramp up heat. If you want to see them, in my opinion, becoming in the next WCW esque, I mean, a real Titan to hang, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that's a storyline you can champion mm-hmm. of Cody Rhodes being screwed by WWE. Yeah, and yeah. um and then you have a Kenny Omega. Yeah. That's only a superstar. Yeah. That's going to really yeah. give the cachet of the matches because yeah. WCW they had the trolling, but then they had the matches. Had you had matches. Kevin Nash, right, right. Hulk Hogan. Well, the those guys sucked mm-hmm. in the ring. The, the cruiserweights, cruiserweights underneath, underneath what? In, the, in the lower car. And that's where, that's, that's, that was my that's favorite part of WCW was, yeah. was the cruiserweights. Yes. Well, well, going and off so, your point, I, I was telling Tanner about this uh, a little bit earlier today before the podcast. Um, you know, if you want a, a really solid basis for, for a storyline uh, or a set of storylines in AEW, yeah. have Cody be your main face yeah. and have Kenny be your main heel. Yep. And yeah. right off the bat, you have 
two amazing superstars that can pretty much make any storyline yeah. have work. Well, and, and, yeah. and New Japan already had success with that story. Right. You know, nice. all, all of last year was was Kenny Omega and and Cody Rose fighting for Bullet Club supremacy. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, so I mean, that that would be good. I mean, you could even do it vice versa. You could do Kenny Omega being the face and, and Cody being yeah. the heel. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I just I just to, to kind of cap off where where Kenny Omega lies. I mean, I. I, I agree with what you said in that we're all winners here, uh, yeah. no matter what Kenny decides. I yeah. think if he goes to WWE, you could have him face it, anybody, anybody in the world. Yeah. Rollins, AJ, if I, Brian, if Tommaso let me Ciampa, just say yes, Tommaso if Ciampa. I got a Kenny Omega Tommaso Ciampa match, <laughs> <laughs> there would be no match that could ever compare. I'm just would, saying, I think it would be beautiful. I think it would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It would be beautiful, hundred uh, percent. But I mean, at the same time, does Kenny want to, uh, you know, abandon his new home in Japan? Right. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, because he has, uh, it it would it would really damage New Japan if he was to leave. Yeah. Like yeah. completely. So the more likely scenario is because they could probably pull the funds contract wise to match WWE potential ownership stakes well, is an AEW. New Japan I, sort of dual contracts since they're already working. I, I think AEW already has the funds just to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, like, like they, they Khan's rich. The Khan family. Oh yeah. Khan. I mean, they, rich. they 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 own the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They own Fulham Football Club in, in England. Yeah, but the so. question is, do they want to put that level of an investment, or are there words on the street that? The cons are that in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they. No, that, that's that's. I mean, they're letting them use the stadium. That, so that, that, uh, that's absolutely it. Like, wow. Like, like they're they're willing to invest. Um, Any TV so, contracts? Oh, we're about to talk about that, my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but just to just to just to round breaking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, 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 we don't have a, uh, uh, a belt. Maybe, maybe we uh, need yeah. a belt. <laughs> we don't have physical belt sound or, effects, or yeah. triangle. Maybe <laughs> triangle would be good. Um, we yeah, just no, have Steve's hoodie. I, I think. I think what. Just going back to finish up this argument here for Kenny Omega. I, I do think that his the best case scenario mm-hmm. would be. Maybe have him re-sign with New Japan because I still think that there is a story left to tell with Tanahashi. But and this is a big but, mm-hmm. you would still have him be part of AEW mm-hmm. as a um, not necessarily like a Brock Lesnar type, yeah. but, but as the, the as the guy who everybody knows is is like the like a huge deal yeah and have him come back for for really big angles from time to time you yeah know? you know so yeah. I, I mean i mean you could you could definitely have new japan have him for 9 months out of the year and kenny come in and tell a really good story in AEW for 6 months out of the year mm-hmm. you know he i mean you can you can split time like that yeah, yeah. um uh, but i mean i think that you know it's probably either down to down to him solely sticking with new japan or mm-hmm. solely or going with AEW yeah for sure my my you best know. case scenario out of this situation is uh, obviously, I would love to see him in WWE. That's yeah. not going to happen, I don't think. It's probably the least likely. Yeah. I would love for it to happen, but whichever 
co- uh, company he does go with, my best case scenario is that he's exclusively with that company. And, I, and, and yeah, I, 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 uh, that probably would be the most ideal. Thing. Yeah, but especially if he does go uh, or when he does go to All Elite Wrestling, if you have one of your top guys splitting time between your brand new company, mm-hmm. who's really trying to get a name for themselves and, and put great matches out there, mm-hmm. your top guy is only half of the time there. Yeah. Um, I, I just I don't I. It has Brock Lesnar notes to it, and I, and I don't like that. I, I don't like that. I, 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 and I'm not saying we've said his name. I'm not saying Kenny Omega is anything like Brock Lesnar because obviously Kenny Omega is leaps and bounds better in this industry than Brock Lesnar is. I feel like he would get his feelings real hurt if you if he. It's just it, it's not. I, I don't think it's very. Uh, fan friendly or consumer friendly to to take a hot commodity like Kenny Omega yeah. and try to split it over two separate companies just yeah. because both companies end up getting the short end of the stick in my opinion. But then again, I feel like only we are going to know the difference. I think the the, oh, average the, hard, fan, the hardcore fans would yeah, really know we're going to know all of us yeah. onto the contracts and the you know the storylines and. No, the angles, mm-hmm. we're going to know the difference, but yeah. I think the average fan is just going to see, you know, Kenny Omega. They can well, write yeah. it. Yeah, if, if they just watch mean? New Japan and, and they don't really get into, like, the contracts and everything, they yeah. might not even know that, that Kenny Omega is even in All Elite Wrestling. They're just right. like, oh, yeah. I see Kenny Omega most yeah. of the time, so he must be in, to in New make Japan. make it work with the writing. That's why I think... AEW and New Japan are are working. See, together. for me, well, I don't think there work. is a way to make it work in the well, writing. But but well, so I mean, and, and you don't necessarily have to write it the same way. But New Japan's in the middle of the deal with Ring of Honor right now. They can host shows together. They can host talent together. There's mm-hmm. nothing to say uh, that that New Japan couldn't do the same thing with AEW once their partnership with Ring of Honor is done. I think that right. that's probably what they would ideally like to do is honor their deal with Ring of Honor mm. and then see the rest of that out uh, Ring of Honor is going to have a really tough time you know this 2019 because they lost a lot of talent this mm-hmm. year you know and and, and, and AEW is now here with a ton more money than what Ring yeah. of Honor has put into their products yeah. 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 I think New Japan would probably see AEW as a more attractive option now we had an announcement from AEW. They <laughs> so so SmackDown was in Jacksonville, Florida yes. this past week, um, and AEW held a press con- press conference press releaser at the parking lot when was awesome. at the TIA Center uh, where SmackDown straight was being attitude held. Era, uh, straight attitude so, yeah. era uh, shades. <laughs> oh yeah. So some interesting notes to take of this press conference here. Okay. Um, there were executives, not well, not uh, not executives, but uh, WWE definitely sent people to this press conference just to see what was up. Yeah. Wow. With with AEW, because I mean they're right there. You yeah, know, might as well spy and see yep. what was going on. Yeah. Um, also, uh, HBO had some representatives there from from Uh-oh. their from their Vice series to cover Uh-oh. what's going on with AEW. So that's got some major Uh-oh. exposure too. Um, um, I, there was obviously a lot of people there from all sorts of walk of television broadcasting who were probably keeping a keen eye out on this. Um, uh, the Khan family there, uh, Tony Khan particularly, uh, was on hand as the owner. He fielded some questions after the press uh, conference. Um, uh, we had uh, been introduced Ted, to... Uh, oh, sorry, real quick. Has yeah. Vice aired? No. This is, no, this will be... This will probably be aired... 
later on. Okay. Um, but uh, it's very interesting that they were there filming because uh, right. I, I think that there's there's something in the works there. I know Vice was uh, HBO Vice was actually working uh, on doing something with Kenny Omega as nice. well. So nice. you'll probably see something more with Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, whether or not that relates also to what's going on with the AEW situation and why HBO was there at that press conference. I don't know, but there was definitely HBO representatives there. Um, nice. We, we got to learn of a lot of really cool things going on in AEW. Um, uh, so we got to, to get some talent here. Uh, SoCal Uncensored, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. So these are some staples from Ring of Honor that became, uh, uh, that became uh, free agents this year. Uh, Cody's obviously there, as are the Young Bucks. Uh, like Hang, them. Hang, I like the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are really good. Uh, Hangman Page, also a member of the Elite, is there. Um, uh, well, one interesting thing in the middle of the conference, when when Cody and the Young Bucks were on stage, they 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 talked about they have a, a partnership now with a company uh, called Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. They're based out of China, so they, so okay. they're gonna have they're gonna have some of their talent shared uh, in in AEW. So they have a partnership at least in that regard. I think AEW may may want to keep experimenting with this and have different partnerships going. I don't think it could hurt anything at all, whether they no. have one here with OWE. Um, uh, here stateside, you have a company like um, uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, PWG. They have, they're have they probably the groundwork for some fantastic talent that keeps making it into NXT, like Ricochet. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Young Bucks... Or were notorious there, at, you know, out of California. That was their home base for a long so time. So is that SoCal? You said, uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yes. So PWG, they have this this annual tournament also called the Battle of Los Angeles. Um, they and, it, and it's and it's not like a major company per se. Uh, they they but they they hold these these very intimate small shows. There's not even like a barricade between the fans and the ring. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I, they have some content that you can find online. Particularly on YouTube or Daily Motion, uh, where you can see what, what's going on in, in PWG right now. But they they're they're breeding ground for some really good talent there. You can mean obviously with the New Japan deal with Ring of Honor. If that comes up, they can always look into New Japan as being a partner. There's companies in Mexico like CMLL or AAA that you can get involved with. Nice. So I mean, if you really take that approach like WCW did and try and partner up with Mexican federations, Japanese federations, and just companies all over the world, and, and just try and you know bring in and partner with as much talent as you can, they can make this into something really special. Well, yeah, you could almost make AEW like a like a network uh, of sorts, you know, basically like like yeah. the old school NWA. Um, was, as, as, I had an idea. I was yeah. thinking. Because um, you mentioned Vice and HBO, yeah. Uh, right now we don't have uh, wrestling on a dedicated cable channel. That would yeah. cover. Um, uh, that would kill two birds with one stone in the sense that you would get immediate exposure, yeah. while at the same time not needing a mega fan base. Well, you they, could go to a targeted fan base right. and be the edgier. Alternative. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and 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 I'll, I'll get to that here in a second because there's some interesting news floating about with that too, right? You know, yeah. Because there's a, when they did the original All In show, there was definitely TV executives there. Okay. There's definitely a lot of hot interest in, hey, what could this be? Because I, I, I was going to say too, um, 
um, they could take the model sort of from LeBron James, uh-huh. how he does the shop on HBO. Yeah. It's sort of an alternative to First Take and okay. Skip the Shed and Undisputed because yeah. it's more adult. Oriented, and yeah. they can just and they, can they say, do the they same thing. Whatever. They just talk. They say whatever, yeah. but it's unfiltered. Maybe so, we should get on HBO. Hey, mm. headlock talk on HBO. Hey, there you go. hey HBO. If you're hey. listening, you like what HBO? You listen to episode two when uh, <laughs> Tanner calls Vince McMahon racist. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna get so sued. You guys will like that. Nice callback. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, going a little bit off that though, um, no. <laughs> with well, well, the maturity. Uh, I mean, go ahead. Let, mature, yeah. let me let me run through the roster real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, interesting yeah, yeah, news yeah. here. We're going a little bit off topic. We're pretty uh, excited here. Yes. Um, Hangman Adam Page came out. Uh, you know, like I said, a member of the elite. He talked about how he wants to become all elite wrestling's first heavyweight champion. And who is to arrive? But a familiar face. He goes by Pac now. Hey. But. We all used to know him from WWE as Neville. Yeah. So, so he's he, so Neville's uh, gone. Going back to his original name, Pac. He his his home base is in uh, a company called Dragon's Gate, which is also out of Japan. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, he's their champion right now. But he says, you know what? Well, I'm already a champion. You know, you're gonna have to go through me to get your all in championship. And the thing is. That's going to be a good match. That's one match that I would have never expected, but I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Adam Page and Pac. And is that going to be the headlining first match or one of the headlining first matches? Well, so they announced a new event um, at the press conference called Double or Nothing. Yeah, you tell. Yeah. And I've seen it in Being the Elite. I've seen them. Yeah, they they, they, they keep teasing it. it. They keep teasing Mm -hmm. it. So that's gonna that's gonna be their next event is called Double or Nothing underneath the new banner of AEW. Um, And uh, I mean, I would imagine that that would be something worth uh, investing in as a as a Pac and Adam Page storyline. I like. Uh, I think it would be very good. Um, Either guy, I I think, would make a great first champion for all elite wrestling. and, and they close out the press conference with Chris Jericho uh, being uh, uh, introduced. So yes. Chris Jericho was a free agent from uh, from New Japan, coming back over uh, to stateside. Um, and I'm sure, uh, actually, I know for a fact, WWE representatives who were in attendance here were not too pleased with Chris Jericho no. being there. Yeah. Um, uh, if you watch the opening cut to uh, WWE. Um, uh, starting on SmackDown that night, mm. you'll notice that any imaging or likeness of that intro role where they have like you know how they splice pictures of yeah. that it makes that WWE image yep. yeah that uh, on the logo anything that had Chris Jericho in it was removed. Wow, really? Yeah, so they, they, already, they, already, they already scrapped them. So. What wow. I was going to say too was I mean, um, Petty, yeah, well, Pet, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, Vince. Uh, but uh, what I was going to say too was. Just carrying that angle of, mm. you know, um, scorned yeah. WWE yeah. Uh, wrestlers. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Neville, I think the the one, obviously, Enzo, you know, getting the butt. I, I, I don't want to see Enzo anywhere near the, AEW. No, no, I'm, no, talking, no, about, okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about 205 Live. Oh, Enzo okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the butt. That's what you're saying. Like, Sorry. WTF, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Um, you know, they made the man wear a cape. Yeah. Let that sink in. They did. Well, but if you, you know, look at him now, so, if you look at him now, he's like 
super duper evil, like super tough. He's, he's yeah. He looks mean. I like it. I mean, he's he's good. He's Pac is fantastic. I like it, and, and so um, it could definitely become the place mm-hmm. for guys that WWE didn't let be themselves. Mm-hmm. And it can, and with the edgier, um, especially like uh, being elite, how, you know, in those episodes, one thing we were talking about, how, you know, they, you know, um, it was Adam and Matt, and they they were talking about how they wrote a letter to Triple H, and they were like, you know, we've seen your... Oh, Matt Jackson talking about the... Yeah, and they were like, we've seen your uh, tag matches on Raw, yeah, Yeah, we're not coming over. (laughs) Oh man! Yeah, and then, being the elite, if y'all haven't checked out being the elite, the videos on yes, YouTube, that, those are is, those are gold. It's that's, gold. That's, that's probably the best way to keep in touch with what's going on yeah. right now in all elite wrestling. And I gotta catch the, um, the one when they go. They did one where they go after Wrestle Kingdom, right? So they sort of do yeah a post Wrestle Kingdom post Wrestle Kingdom one. one. Um, and it's just good. It just it just reminds me of um, Attitude Era. Yep. How you know there there were no lines. Guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing, and uh, and even um, the same episode we talked about it. But uh, uh, did you see it, Stephen? I want. So there's one. Th- this episode they hit uh, Triple H. You know the you know they show the back of his head, blonde guy, and they hit him, and then they just sort of you know wait for him to fall, and they're like. Uh, you know, and then they just look at him, and it just you know it just play breaks that fourth wall of how you know wrestlers never go down the first time you're hit, uh, yeah, yeah. but it, and then he just falls flat on his face. So it's like they do a lot of that yeah. wink, wink, and they just got an opportunity here to really uh, dig yeah. in that knife, and that's what will, to me, I think, ironically create. Um, the buzz for AEW mm-hmm. because that's how WWE in, in irony took the buzz from WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, True. with with um, what uh, Triple on. H, yeah, with yeah. Triple H sitting outside. Yeah, the DX invasion of WCW yes. that yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm hoping with with AEW that for for lack of a better word, it turns into a more uh, hardcore. WWE, yeah. you know, like a, a yeah. wrestling show with Western tropes, or it, if you want to call them that, yeah. uh, something that I grew up with watching, mm. but take away the PG. Yes. Rating. Because well, I honestly, make, I think that's what hurts I think WWE it'll make sometimes. Vince lend more credence to NXT. I think it'll make them run mm-hmm. to NXT and say, Triple H, what are you doing down there? Any more guys? Yeah, I think yeah, it's right. that, then that's how we're all winners because right. he's going to need. Oh, yeah. To uh, yeah, do this, something yeah. and once this ball really gets rolling, especially if the cons are not treating this like a toy, yeah, this but is, actually this investing. Is, this, Tony Khan is very serious about this. Yeah. So, I, uh, so I think that there's definitely room for uh, for Vince to be worried. I know I know that the WWE, not only do they issue out um, uh, uh, like a, not a request, but they, they offered Kenny Omega... You know, yeah, that, that that massive fantastic deal they offered the young bucks and Cody a fantastic deal. You know, and, and all of them have turned it down so far. Mm. And um, if oh so, wow, so they turned around and tried to give Cody money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After yeah, seeing they, 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 that they were gonna, he actually didn't need to stay Stardust. They they were gonna they were gonna pay Cody 
and oh, that's were, all. And they were going to pay What's that? Bucks. That's all. It was a, it was a last ditch that's, effort. That's kicking the nads, stone cold stun, middle fingers while you lie on the ground, writhing in pain. What do you yeah. think is happening here? Yeah, no, I'm mean, starting a business. Well, they, I'm not working for yours. Right. Well, I, th- I think what Vince, is that? Vince knew and understood. He, oh yeah. You know, it, last ditch, like you said, yeah, it's business. Effort. Last ditch. Let me toss something out yep. there, mm-hmm. so you stop thinking about the mega millions you're gonna make from having your own right. thing. Right. And, and and like I said, I mean, you look at some of the, the acquisitions that they have now. I mean, Chris Jericho, like I said, is a huge get for for AEW. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where he where he goes now. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to be you know a, a figurehead and, and the experienced guy that everybody in the back goes to for advice. And and I mean, uh, who better than Chris Jericho at this moment to, to seek out advice from if you want to put on a great match? Yes. That guy's a genius. I mean. Um, Think of their training these guys, whoever they partner with, yeah. they come here, yeah. get. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Well, and, and 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 we'll we'll probably get more and more news about what the roster is going to look like as we as we go through this. I mean, there's there's other talent like uh, uh, you know from from I've got the list here in front of me, guys. Uh, was it Joey Janela? He was on the first All In event. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see a, a lot of guys. Sema, I know, is a guy that, I, that 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 rings a bell to me. He's probably going to be around uh, quite a bit as well. So this this will be this will be any announcements for the date of Double or Nothing? Um, I believe there is. I don't have it offhand, but I do know that it's going to be in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, so that would that's going to be something interesting to to look at. I mean, we. Um, but I know that they also announced that they're going to have another event towards the end of the year as well, or, or I guess later on this year is what they said. So, so double or nothing will be the first. They'll probably have something else also for 2019. Okay. Um, so double or nothing is going to take place in Las Vegas, Nevada, May 25th, May 25th. 2019. Oh, okay. So, so not too far away. So they're taking their time. Yeah. Um, sure not too far, but we still got a little bit of time. And yeah. As far as uh, just to kind of. You know, again, wrap up this uh, AEW talk here. Um, uh, you mentioned TV deals earlier. Um, there was definitely at the first All In event a lot of talk about um, you know TV executives being there. Will there be interest in this? Um, a lot of what I've heard, and I can't attest to the accuracy of this, but from what what I, I, you know, it's been circul- circulating around a lot. Um, news-wise, is uh, the Turner Networks, you know, TNT and TBS might be the might be oh, likely man. landing spot. TNT was, would be a fantastic oh, uh, that, that, that would, channel that to be would, on. That would be ideal for them. Yeah, they, they have already uh, trademarked um, the the title Tuesday Night Dynamite. Uh, uh, so that might be that might be man. like their weekly showrunner um, uh, title. And so, I mean, dude, if you yeah, if you put that on TBS or TNT, I mean, you're gonna get a lot of exposure. Yeah, because those are those are For two sure. heavily nationally syndicated channels. Mm-hmm. And if I recall, WCW was TNT. TNT, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So that that would be very ironic if that if that happened. Very um, needle. Yep. Yeah. Um, a couple other things uh, of maybe maybe not minor note, but I mean uh, some some very intriguing things that are that were also talked about during the All In press conference. Uh, so Brandy Rhodes, Cody Rhodes' wife, um, she announced that um, men's talent and women's talent will have equal pay. That's good. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very it's a very progressive very thought. Long. I don't know how it's going to work, though, because for for me, and, and this is, I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, yeah. but, no. but, but for me... I know exactly where you're going. I mean, it's uh, wrestling is, is about headliners, key guys, you know, um, or gals, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm obviously a huge fan of the women's division in WWE. Becky Lynch is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Asuka's fantastic. Charlotte's great. Um, I'm a huge Sasha, Sasha Banks fan as well. Uh, Bailey's awesome. Um, but uh, wrestling, it should be about who draws regardless. Yeah. And, and, and I think that you... Wrestling's that kind of business where you, you make that money regardless you know, uh, if you're a top, 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 top talent, yeah. How how do you make sure that somebody um, gets equal pay, male or you, female, male or female? If yeah, you, if, if you right. yeah, if you have a guy like Kenny Omega who comes over to AEW, I wouldn't expect you to pay him well, any less than what you would pay um, maybe uh, you know a, a top female talent. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess the question would be if you're going for equal pay, equal yeah. to who? Equal to who? Exactly. Uh-huh. Are you exactly. equal to jobbers? Are right. you equal to main eventers? Like exactly. I'm yeah. thinking exactly. it's. I'm thinking it's. I'm thinking it's so, equal pay across the, no. the job field. But no, at no, that no. point, no. that that kind of makes I it a little bit harder because if you're doing an equal mid grade pay, yeah. and someone uh, from AEW ends up being a, a huge breakaway talent, right? Then, and WWE comes in and is like, hey, here's this much money, right? Now, now I could see it being something like something maybe a little bit more structured, perhaps maybe like where, tiers, kind of like tiers, yeah. ba- like like basically like you know everybody makes a flat hundred fifty thousand a year, right? Okay, and if you're Kenny Omega and you're the the biggest drawer, yeah, the Kenny clause, the Kenny clause, basically. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're the if you're the top the top drawer, if you're the guy who sells all the merch. Then maybe you're getting a little bit more bonus incentive on top. Yeah, yeah. Everybody starts at an even level. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe, so your pay is incentive. Exactly. That that is, is, so that that may be what we're seeing more or yeah. less of. Same that. base pay. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that to me makes the most sense. Yeah, I can um, see that for sure. One other thing that's very interesting, and uh, I don't know if either of y'all know this really, but it, WWE and, and wrestlers in general historically have been what they call independent contractors. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 not actual like the talent there who wrestles aren't actual employees of the company per se. Right, they they're contracted. Um, so um, their healthcare wrestlers healthcare in WWE is not provided for them. They have to provide their own. Mm-hmm. All Elite says that they're, they're that's one thing that they're looking at working on is making sure that if a wrestler is injured in their ring. That that guy's going to be taken care of. So that so they're they're looking to make um, healthcare being provided for the talent uh, across the board being something that's successful. That's good. That that's that really interesting, really and uh, it's very uh, can't think of the word, but uh, Tony Khan, you better have the money to. Ba- I know he does, right. but you yeah, better be yeah. willing it's, it's, to to back up the, all this with money because yeah, equal these, pay across all superstars and healthcare for every single one—that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, these, these these claims are very honorable and very progressive. But yeah, I mean, it's it's put up or shut up. Yeah, that's. You know, yeah. I want to I see it happen. Like that—that's all. That's all well and good, but man, that's a lot of money. If they can find money well, to and, build. And, 
two billion, one billion, two billion, three three billion dollar stadium. Well, and, and they're, I mean, yeah, they're very serious. I mean, the, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars draw a lot of money. Um, yeah. Fulham Football Club in England draws a lot of money, and yeah. of course, they, I'm sure the cons have all sorts of other business interests that help prop them up. And also, right. So, by the way, typically yeah. a sports owner mm-hmm. by that point, yeah, the team they buy is more like us buying a. a Expensive car. Yeah, they're not buying it to make money. Yeah, they're just buying it because they want it. Right, right. So the money will be there. Yeah, more likely than not. If if the commitment is mm-hmm. a lot of times, you look at you know a billionaire investing in something. Obviously, since you've made it to billions, mm-hmm. you didn't get there by not being smart with money. Right, right. So typically, yeah. they'll say my commitment is this. Yep. You know, twenty million. I'm a billionaire, but my commitment is twenty million or right. whatever. So if you know, kind of saying, "Look, I'm gonna commit to what's going to get the job done." Yeah. Then there's a thing. There's probably a passion there, mm-hmm. or he really wants to see it get done. If that's the case, the the money will be there. Right. Yeah. Right. You know I mean? Well, and, and 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 I think Tony Khan's bought into a lot of what. Cody and the Young Bucks have made him believe, you know, and and mm-hmm. and, and I and I think he's they're they're making believers out of a lot of fans too, and that oh, yeah. this is this is an alternative that can be uh, taken seriously, mm-hmm. and I and I hope it is because I mean it, it it only helps the wrestling business as a whole, whether that's whether that's guys like AJ Styles or Kenny Omega or who or Cody or yeah. whoever it may be from the from the tippy top top mm-hmm. yeah. down to down to us three guys sitting in, in J Rod's living room yeah. talking about wrestling. Yeah, yes. who, who are, who are better competition start... breeds better competition. Yeah, yes. I mean you know us as us as uh, publishers of content. You know, I mean that, that 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 helps everybody, and it helps and it helps the average everyday fan too because it gives you guys more access. It gives us all more access to view and appreciate something that we love, yeah, and, and that we and that we um, uh, you know cherish as a hobby. You know? Yeah, because look at it. I mean, we just did an entire show. <laughs> Just, just talking about AEW and New Japan. And, and the possibilities, yeah. Ken, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. great. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan it's a good right time. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to take a, a few moments here for us to... I know we're in 2019 now. Oh. But, let's, but let's take a look back. Take a look back. Let's, let's take this. Go back in the time machine. <laughs> Alright, we're we're back in twenty eighteen now, you guys. It's, it's been a little bit here. It has. That was a strange trip back. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I feel a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want us to reminisce about our favorite moments and favorite matches of twenty eighteen. There were so many good ones. There's there so many. many good ones. So many Across good the ones. board in wrestling in general, there's so many good mm-hmm. matches. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with so many good memories. Um, you, you can talk about anything, anything that you want, yeah. whatever your heart desires. I'm going to go with the match and the moment. Okay. Um, uh, just one. Yeah, just yeah. I'm going to narrow it down to one. Okay. My favorite match. Okay. Because it was my one of my favorite. Very, moments. De- very decisive. Decisive. Of you. Yeah. Very decisive of you. I got a um, few. <laughs> uh, so so he got a few. Yeah. Steven's got a few. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Survivor Series. Okay. Um, Rousey Flair. Okay. Um, favorite match? Uh, not necessarily because um, it told a very profound story yeah. in the match itself. Yeah. But um, good work 
you know, um, some of Rousey's best work so far. But well, I thought told, the, told a really good story too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about oh, yeah, the okay. after the fact. I'm talking before disqual. You know oh, okay. oh, my bad. I'm <laughs> talking about the, you know, talking about the, 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 the overall, the overall, yeah, the first, you know, the be, you know, before, you know, the Kindle slaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then just because of my favorite moment, because um, it was a sort of a breaking in uh, for Ronda Rousey, something that. You could almost feel the fans and the women's locker room cheering for. And it's one of those things that uh, if you take like a champ, which she did to her credit, uh, you garner that respect. You're telling the fans and the locker room, I plan to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not fly by night. Um, and I think after that, a little while after that, she started doing house shows yeah. um, as well. So she it's just an acclamation, um, just reminding me of how, you know, Hulk Hogan said when he first got into business, you know, um, guys broke him in by literally breaking his leg. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so it's just, just one of those things where guys won't let you know that it's fake, but it's real mm-hmm. from the sense that. As Ric Flair said, it's choreographed. That's the only thing that makes it "quote unquote" fake. Right. Mm-hmm. The the toll and the effort and the work is all real. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. it was a great moment that kind of encapsulated sort of what wrestling is really about. One hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, and going off of that, I'll I'll go ahead with one of my uh, favorite matches of, of twenty eighteen was the uh, TLC match, the Triple Threat. Women's TLC match. Oh, um, yeah, it was good. Coming off of, of one of I think the best years for the women's division, uh, just a lot of really solid matches. Becky Lynch has done more for that, has done so much for that women's division. Yeah, really propelled it in into the top and and made a lot of people take it seriously. Uh, you know, a, a tiny tiny bit of backstory for myself. Uh, if you haven't seen episode one, uh, I you know somewhat recently just got back into wrestling. And uh, back when I stopped watching, I was it was right in the era of like Kelly Kelly and Mickey James and mm, yeah. and you know those kind of divas, good, which good you know, okay, they're they're okay at, at what they were, but uh, the women's division wasn't what it is today, no, where, where it was actually no. serious competitors who seriously knew what they were doing, could work on the and mic and in the ring, work on the mic and the ring, and and could really put on a great show. And so for me, this was one of the first uh, all woman matches that was like that was the best match on the card. Right. You know, uh, yeah. just I don't know if it's specifically because of uh, you know how good Becky Lynch and and Charlotte Flair and Asuka are, Mm -hmm. or if it's just the writers actually wanting to take the women's division seriously. I think it might be a combination of the two, but I think with that main event, it really cemented the women's division of WWE and say like, Hey, we're here. We're not just here to look pretty. We're here. We're here to mess some people up and and we're going to entertain everybody. And and so that was definitely one of my favorite matches and, uh, and moments from 2018. Absolutely. Um, there's so many. Oh, there is. So, and, and and I was reminiscing with Steven in the car on the way up here. Um, I mean, if you go to, if you look at new Japan this year, 
the, the G1 tournament was great. I mean, we you, Kenny Omega, again, I know we've been raving on and on and on and on and on about him this yeah. whole episode. Yes. But, I mean, for good reason. I mean, he had a great year uh, in which he had, um, in which he was participating as the champion in the G1 tournament. He uh, he had great match with a uh, great match with Naito. Uh, he had a great match with uh, his best friend Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Um, Kota Ibushi had a great match in the finals against Tanahashi. So there were some great matches out of New Japan. Um, obviously, the Osprey uh, Kota Ibushi match that took place in New Japan, um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13. This uh, just just a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. We'll probably revisit that next year as part of the best matches of 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Jericho in New Japan with uh, his match with Kenny Omega was great. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, uh, and then you have pretty much any. I mean, if you look back at, at, at NXT, I mean, every NXT takeover was great this year. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was great. I mean, you as far as WWE main product goes, probably my favorite match. Main product wise would probably be Charlotte versus um, Becky Lynch at the NXT Women's Evolution show. Okay, um, uh, you know it, it reminded me of if you if you're a horror movie fan, if, and if you or if you've watched Halloween before, uh, Charlotte basically plays the role of Michael Myers. Who every time Becky Lynch does something, you think Charlotte's dead. And Charlotte keeps coming back like a monster. So it was really that was a really good match for. Um, um, uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, Becky Lynch finally walked, you know, walks out with her title, and, and you know, it's 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 made for a really great match. Um, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano at NXT <laughs> Takeover New Orleans. Um, it was a classic, one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's a that's probably my favorite match of this year. I, I was I'm I'm gonna. Agree with you on that. I, that match was nuts. I have a real soft spot for that match. All the, the story, all the drama, um, everything was perfect in that match. I absolutely love it, and it made Chum also Champa become even even bigger heel and put him on the map mm-hmm. even far more than what he was already. And Johnny Gargano, a really good face. So it was really hard for me to count against that as my as the best match of the year. For me, there can only be one match that was the best match of the year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was Kenny Omega versus Kazushka Okada mm-hmm. at New Japan Dominion. Two out of three falls, no time limits to end the rivalry between yep. Okada and Omega. I watched that. And that was a fantastic great match. match. Over 100%. over an hour long. If you great have match. the time to, to afford to that and you want to get New Japan's streaming subscription, again, it's only $9.99 a month. Um, yeah, Honestly, but, that match, even if you don't want... A, a New Japan subscription that match is worth ten dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Just it buy was, it for a month and watch that oh, match. That's a great o- match. Over seventy minutes of drama, all the stories that in- intermingle with it. I mean, you know, you have to con- consider this. Those men had three really great matches already. All that were well above I- anything that's even acceptable as five stars. They were there. It was even better than five star matches that I've seen. Um, but this one takes the cake as the absolute best match that I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, so even though Gargano and Ciampa is probably the favorite match that I've watched this year, that's probably the best match that I've ever seen ever. So, I mean, that's got to be the best match 
for, for me. Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely up there for sure. Great, great moment. Um, and this is a bit cheesy, so I feel a little bit flat coming off that uh, you know, after saying that Kenny Omega and Okada was the best match I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think one thing that gets forgotten about a little bit is there was a, there's a little story mm-hmm. this year heading into WrestleMania. John Cena didn't have a path to get to WrestleMania. He had no. <laughs> We're he, talking he, moments. He he, he 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 tried so hard, and he you know to to get to a title match. He tried so hard to, to find a way to find an opponent, and then he called out the Undertaker. And week in and week out, he would call out the Undertaker, and the Undertaker wouldn't show up. And then when he gets to WrestleMania, he just decides I'm going to be a fan in the front row. Yep. He's going to sit down. He, he you you saw him. He had a beer in his hand for a little bit. I don't know if they were supposed to show him having a beer. Whatever. He actually uh, com- commented on that on uh, on last Raw. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said he he shouldn't have had those beers. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, he so he he was having those beers. He he was called out, or or, or the, the referee came out of the ring after the Charlotte and Oscar match. He told John, "Gotta get ready." And so John made a beeline back to the back to the back to get ready for his match. He went out to the ring a little bit while later. Thought he was fighting Undertaker, but Elias comes out, right? And Elias he's playing his guitar. He mocks John Cena. And John dispatches Elias real quick. Yeah. He looked around thinking, "Is this it? Okay, yeah. fine. This is it." Waves to the fans. Starts walking back up the ramp, and then the lights go out. Yeah. And that famous gong. Boom. Yeah. So for me, I, the match was a throwaway match. Let's be honest here; it, was, it wasn't that great of a match. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was perfectly built as a moment in which you're like, I've always wanted to see John Cena Undertaker have their WrestleMania match. I mm-hmm. think that that would have been that would have been really great to see before Undertaker's you know the, the downside of his career occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you you could have had it so many times, but uh, uh, for them to finally have that match. Adversman to have that moment was great, and you know the the the, the, the younger wrestling fan inside me really you know uh, marked out for that one. So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that as a moment. Um, but absolutely, this was a this this 2018 above all other years. I think was probably the best year overall in terms of wrestling quality that we've yeah. seen in a long long time, mm-hmm. as far as the work ethic. And the and, and you know the the work rate in ring is concerned one of the best years across the board. No matter the company, um, definitely one of the best. And 2019 has a lot to live up for. Yeah, no, 100. Yes. And I did want to mention one more uh, moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're trying to wrap up, but oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, it actually happened very very recently uh, at uh, NXT, maybe about three weeks ago, four. A month ago, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the Gargano Alistair Black uh, cage match. Oh yeah. Um, the match itself, it, it was decent. Uh, had some big moments, but uh, the the single moment I'm talking about is right at the end uh, when Tommaso Ciampa came out uh, right at the end, and they did the uh, him and Gargano did the DIY finisher yeah. on, on Alistair Black. That was great. And, and seeing uh, you know heel Tommaso Ciampa and Confused face Gargano uh, yeah. c- coming in and and you know possibly foreshadowing a, a heel DIY even though Gargano may or may not have said that's not a thing already yeah. but even just that moment 
uh, of you know me being such a huge fan of, of Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano, mm-hmm. seeing that possibility of them coming back together, even if it doesn't happen, I thought it was a really cool moment. Especially, that's a very big moment, I think, to have on just a regular NXT show. Yeah. You know, that didn't happen at a takeover. Yeah. It was just the main event of, of a show, and I think I think it was really good. Nice. Yeah. Jero, anything to add on to 2018? That's pretty much um, uh, everything. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Jericho Omega. Yeah. Good as usual. Yep. You know, yep. You know, just, just I mean, those, those two guys, guys can't have a bad match. The work? No. no. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, so just to round out everything, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do uh, hope that 2019 is a, is a great year mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, going forward. Uh, gentlemen, as we close the show, is there anything? that you would like to see or like to predict for 2019? I would love to see Kenny Omega in WWE. But if that doesn't happen, (laughs) at any point, bring Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Aleister Black to the main roster because it is time. Those guys are extremely talented. They're they're very ready. It is time. It is time. And stop showing the Lars Sullivan promo every single Raw because I do not care. He's not the hottest thing in the next team. I didn't get it. It felt that we bought Give me a second. Yeah. I didn't get it. I've been wanting to say this for a while. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Vince is trying to force stuff down our throats again. Yeah, big guy. Getting well, the, us to care about the thing that that mid, got me a mid tier yeah. NXT wrestler. The thing that got me about the Lars Sullivan promo <laughs> trying to get us is, to buy in is he kind of just like the whole promo yeah. is literally just body slams and screaming. Oh. It's like, okay, what does he do? Is that all he does? Is that he does before, suplexes and is that screams. Before after he's pacing back and forth right. in what appears to be jail. Oh, he's got uh, he's looking for one. I don't care about Lars Sullivan, and two, that's a terrible promo. So, so, so I, I read something. Uh, I read something and. and, and uh, about Lars Sullivan, that he was he was supposed to make his debut this week. Oh, on Raw, or, yeah. or, or sometime very recently. He's been uh-huh. supposed to make, and his... he he had a, he allegedly had a panic attack. Oh man! So they so they and I can see WWE I can... is 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 wanting to be more health conscious and more uh, employee conscious. They said, okay, well, you know, you don't have to come out and, and debut this week. It's fine. We'll, we'll 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 do it another week. So it's just like it's like okay, well, that's. All right, well, Lars, funny. Lars, as, as a person who struggles with anxiety, and I'm being serious right Steve now. Steve very close to the mic. I, I am, but I'm, I'm being serious right now. As a person who struggles with anxiety, that is not a good way it's not, it's to start out your, your main roster uh, career. And I, I, I hope it's you... It's not the, a good look. It's not a good look, and, and well, I wish you the best, and, and, I, hope, and I hope that... Uh, that you can kind of get over that, but I, I'm just going to tell you this straight up: the monster having, or oh, I guess the freak, the freak ha- having a having a panic attack on, on the first uh, day. Yeah, that's not a good look. Well, let, let me just say, I mean, it could be from the smack he was talking. Because on Twitter he was talking smack, saying he was one of the best to come up. Yeah, when you're not even top five. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, 
you know. If you ask me, uh, maybe not even top ten. No, yeah. but you know, I mean, you're, that's, you're a, the you're only reason hard. he came up was because the actual top talent is busy. Well, exactly. Well, and because he's big, and, and, he's and because he's big, and, and he big. opens his mouth wide and screams a lot. Ah, yeah. and so, yeah. um, so I was gonna say, um, sort of tying into that. One thing I'm looking forward to this yeah. 2019 yeah. is Vince's response to AEW. Yeah. Because mm. Vince has been known to be a guy that is adaptable. Yeah. Mm. You know, Absolutely. he likes his big guys, but he also loves his business more. So, I mean, we so, could get so. a Gargano Ciampa mm-hmm. call up with that rivalry going straight to WWE. Yeah. I mean, and, and that would be great. That would run right with AEW's momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm excited to see a response. Vince's response. I mm-hmm. think that would be great. Especially sure. with the momentum it's gaining and it looks like May's gonna be a hot time of year. Absolutely. Absolutely. With double or nothing and yeah. you know For uh, sure. Yeah. So for me it's definitely AEW, where do we go from here? Like, you know, what what's what's double or nothing gonna look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they gonna make TV? You know, I mean, it, it seems like in a, like a, definitely an eventuality at this point. So, mm-hmm. yes. so I guess for for me, what I want to see in twenty nineteen, you know, AEW on TV. Yep. I think that's going to be very very interesting, and yeah. and, and, and it's definitely going to set the tone of what maybe the next, you know, uh, 10, 20 years of wrestling. It, will yeah, be. it's a it's a big shakeup yeah. for for especially the American wrestling industry that uh, has not had a shakeup in a very long time. Yeah. Long time. yeah. So. Definitely good. Uh, Long time coming. So, uh, uh, just a, a further, more more personal note here to our listeners: uh, 2019, we, we plan on having a really big year um, uh, here at Headlock Talk as well. We, we're we're gonna be, um, you know, uh, Launch. I don't know if you've known this here, listeners, but uh, uh, this is episode four. Uh, here soon we're, we're actually going to launch out onto Spotify and iTunes but that's the plan here so far we, we've definitely got a host site that we're going to be getting on getting on to um, you know so by the time you're listening to this you might already be listening to us on Spotify yes. very very possible yep. or, or iTunes for that matter so we're really excited for that uh, we have a lot of other great ideas planned and if you are listening to us on iTunes and Spotify right now yeah I thank you yes. thank you you are appreciated you're appreciated for sure. And by the time you've heard this, you will already have heard our Rousey and Vince McMahon takes. <laughs> yeah, and we'll leave it at that for now. Pro- yes. Probably so. I don't. Yes. I don't want any legal letters. In <laughs> that's not something that Tanner wants in his life. Um, but but we're also working currently on building us a second studio option, so that yes. way we've got two areas that we can record in here at J Ross Lab and here at uh, uh, Second Home Studios over at my house, catching live shows, catching live shows. Yeah. So we'll be able to be more responsive towards you guys as the listeners and be able to provide you with more content. Uh, the, this lab's actually going to look really great because we'll, we'll have a TV in there, we'll have the computers in there, we'll have we'll be able to do the live running shows if we want nice. to. We can do post mm-hmm. raws, post smackdowns. Yeah. Uh, so so that's definitely the plan right now. We appreciate your patience, uh, and we're going to make sure that we make 2019 a great year for for everyone here at Headlock Talk and for you guys, the listeners. Absolutely, We've got a lot of fun stuff coming to you guys. Absolutely. Okay. Well, have a good New Year, and hope you make your resolution.
Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com. The vacation experts at Travel and Leisure Magazine agree. Lexington, Kentucky is one of the 50 best places to travel in 2021. Why? Lexington is exciting. It's safe. A rare combination of scenic beauty and cultural sophistication. The beach is overrated. Escape to the authentic experiences awaiting you in the land of fine bourbon, fast horses, and more. Emphasis on the more. Travel and Leisure says we're pilgrimage worthy. Well, saddle up, pilgrim. Plan your trip today at visitlex.com.